Well, the hot stove is getting warm. That's right. It's colder in Houston, but the hot stove might be heating up. The Astros are said to be interested in going after a number one starter. Who is that and what are the possibilities? Eric has a theory he might want to share with you on this edition of Locked on Astros. Our Lockdown Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Lockdown Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Lockdown Astros, your team every day. And Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at um, HTM Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right, guys, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a $150 if your team win. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and give us big uh, fat thumbs up and go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, listen to the Locked On Astros podcast, become an everydayer. Somebody listens to your podcast every day. We do our best to try on to stay on top of all the news that's going around during the off season. Sometimes there's not a lot. Sometimes there is a little bit, but during this week of Thanksgiving, uh, we are trying to find things that we are going to be thankful for. And so we'll probably uh, talk a little bit about that towards the end, but I do want to talk about this rumor that uh, John Heyman kind of threw out there today. That's not really surprising, but what's surprising is the how, how the Astros do it. The Astros are rumored to be at one of the teams out there trying to get a number one starter. The question is, how? They got no money. They got no prospects. So how are they going to do it? So we'll have to talk about that. Uh, who are the options out there? And uh, we'll also talk uh, maybe at the end uh, some things to be thankful for as Astros fans. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's definitely plenty to be thankful for as Astros fans. I mean, this is the golden era, and I don't think that we are out of the golden era, contrary to popular opinion that's floating around the Internet. You know, Rangers fandom thinks that they've done did us in, and I'm sorry that is not the case. We got Joe Espada. I'm excited about this next season, Eric, and I think we're going to see some good things out of Hunter Brown this year. That's who I'm fully expecting to shine. I'm I'm looking for Framber to get refocused and have a bounce back year, and I think this offense is going to just be firing on all cylinders with Yanner Diaz. But the Astros are targeting a number one starter now. The tough part of this kind of this part of the year, not season, but this part of the offseason is how do you temper your excitement, your enthusiasm or your fears when you hear rumors about your team? Like, for instance, the Astros are in on a number one starter. My first thought is, hmm, we don't really have that much room to wiggle and, you know, um, 
Papa Crane has not really been willing to go over that CBT threshold. And if he's going to do it, I'll have to have him do it before I believe. I, I have to see it for you know in order to believe it. So what are the Astros going to do? I mean, there are names out there. There are possibilities we can go get. But I think the guys that we're going to go get probably have a year or two left. Um, it's going to require a trade. You're going to have to give up something to get something. And is the cost of giving up too much? That's my fear. Someone like Tyler Glass now. Oh, I think he's Glass. I, I just someone in here said he's Lance McCullers 2.0. I agree with that. I, I'm not a Glass now fan. I was two, three years ago. But dude is wrecked. And another thing for teams to be thinking about with um, Shohei Otani hasn't he has he had more than one Tommy John surgery? Um, I think he might have had one before he came over to the United States, but okay. uh, there so, are some questions of whether he's even going to pitch anymore um, after this. So Yeah, so anyways, so me going into this, okay, tell me, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Uh, before we get into this, I do want to address the fact that Brad Osmus was hired today to be the Yankees bench coach. And so now uh, he will get that experience that he needs to become the manager. I think that we know that he interviewed to be the Astros manager twice, interviewed to be the Astros GM once. So now this is his chance to get out, get out there and get some experience. So um, do I think he's become an Astros manager someday? No, I don't think so. But this is a good step in the right direction for him to get that, uh, get some more. I know he was a manager uh, before, but this this kind of gets him back in the game, gets some more experience, and especially uh, working in a market like uh, New York, especially with the Yankees, him and Aaron Boone, that's going to be an interesting situation for them to be working on. But um, so I read a report today, the, the kind of the whole thing for today's show is I read a report that the, uh, this is from Robert Murray, he said that there is a 99.9% chance the Rays trade Tyler Glass now this offseason. And so basically, um, a lot of people think that Glass now is going to be traded. And so the one thing is, is that he has missed a lot of time. He has a dynamic arm. When he's in there, he can throw up to 100 miles per hour. He can strike people out left and right. He could be the ace that you need. But last year, he made $5.6 million, something like that. His they The Rays, I guess they did an extension or something. They did, did a two-year deal where it was a huge uh, backloaded deal where it was $25 million for this next year. So mm -hmm. a lot of teams are really looking at this like, uh, yeah, that's a lot of money to pay for last now but at the same time what if he's healthy what if he can be out there and when he, last year he was 10 and 7 and 21 starts he had 162 strikeouts and 120 innings pitch he had a 3.53 era and so that was with the pitch clock and so his era was a little bit lower than his career 3.89 so I think that he can be that ace you need. So here's what I think the Astros can do. They can take on the money. They will have to decide to go over the luxury tax threshold. Um, and that's something that Jim Crane's going to have to do. 
and they may have to trade from the current major league roster, AKA a Hunter Brown. They may have to make that decision or somebody like a JP France or somebody like that. Cause the Rays are going to want some, um, they're not stupid. Uh, they don't want to pay $25 million for glass now, but at the same time, they don't want to just give them away for nothing. So they don't give them away for prospects down the road because they, their win, window for winning is still active. They still feel like they have a chance. So if the Astros go ahead and take on the entire $25 million, uh, then I think you can probably get him for a relatively. Mm. Okay. So I'm sitting here looking at the numbers while you're talking. Okay. And I keep hearing the 25 million, 25 million. I'm looking at it on spot rack. Um, that's a lot of money. So Eric, right. in the last four seasons, this guy has missed 121 games, 111 games, 178 games in 59 games. He's missed 469 games. Okay. 162 times four. So, um, so he's only played in 179 of the 600 plus games that the Rays have played. I'm not paying a guy that's played one full season plus 19 games, 179 games. He's been active, not injured. In four years, I'm not giving him $2 million. Glassnow is not coming here for me. I'm not paying him. I got Lance McCullers. I just paid a five-year, $85 million deal to, and I'm still not seeing a return on that investment. I don't know why you would bring in another investment like him. You say if he is injury-free. He has not. Like He had an oblique strain this last year. Tommy right. John the year before, elbow the year before, arm the year before. In 2016, before he even got to the majors, a shoulder, he missed 36 games. So this guy has literally spent 505 games injured. Why? Why Why would the Astros trade a France, a Hunter Brown who are healthy for a guy who is basically glass? I mean... The dude gets hurt more than Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton probably stands to get more games in than Glass now. Right. If there is a pitcher on the market that's not injury prone, like a Dylan Cease, now we're talking. But Dylan Cease doesn't have twenty five million coming to him next year. He's still making a relatively low salary, but because of the control that you have to that that they're giving up. he's estimated to get in 2024. ARB 2, he's got ARB 3. He isn't an unrestricted free agent until 2026. To me, with getting paid $5.7 million this last year, he would be the guy that I would trade a Hunter Brown or a JP France for to bring over to the Astros, but not Tyler Glassnow. For me, I'm going to be a hard pass. All right, so yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit more about Dylan Cease, and I know a lot of people want a Dylan Cease and Lewis Robert uh, package. I just don't think the Astros have the uh, amount of prospects needed. We can talk about that in a second, uh, but uh, it's just interesting little idea I had. All right, and this um, episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Let me tell you, this next week, week 12, we got some money line talk to talk to you about because the the Texans have a huge game against the Jaguars. They can sweep the Jaguars. They put themselves squarely in place to win the AFC South. The money line for the Texans is minus 102. So, look, if you go right now and you invest in 
taking time and going to FanDuel, you are going to get some money back. Here's the deal. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. So bet for the Texans, bet that money line, and you'll get $150 back. That's right. If you've been thinking about it, why wait? I don't know. You need to just go ahead and get the app. It's easy to use. They have spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. LockedOn has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, and it's called Locked On Sports Today, and it's here for you 24-7 coverage of all the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Sport, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. To his credit, last year, Tyre Glass now pitched the most innings he's ever has in his career. In that's a great. That's great. Hey, so. that's great. I mean, good, good for you, Tyler. But I'm still looking at that 505 games that you have not played. And he's getting older. When players get older, they don't get healthier. They they struggle with staying in shape. And you know what? I may be wrong, and Tyler may go on and have the next four or five years. But if I'm the GM, if I'm writing the checks for the team, I am not writing the check for that guy. I've already got a yeah. guy, Lance McCullers Jr., who's taken up way too much space on the cap for not doing – he's not even back till halfway through the season. He's too busy yeah. opening up coffee shops in Minute Maid. He's not on the field helping out. So. Sorry, I just I, it's just kind of weird that they, he signed that deal with the Rays. It's like, uh, yeah, we want to keep you for one more year. But that second year, we're probably going to trade you. It was a two year, thirty point thirty five million dollars deal with the last year being twenty five million. And that's like so not a rate Ray type of deal. And so that's why I think the Rays are they're like, uh, yeah, we regret this deal now. So, because yeah, we're go here's. Here's the thing, Eric. Ask yourself this. If the Rays really thought that Tyler Glasnow could be a viable option for them, why on earth are they trading him? Mm-hmm. Why? It's a money thing. They'll say that. No, it's an injury thing. It's the same reason why the Mets got rid of Jacob DeGrom. It's a reason why DeGrom walked and went to Texas because Texas paid him. The Mets were not willing to pay him. And Texas thinks you're going to get this DeGrom back and he's going to be healthy and he's going to pitch a lot. Right. Yet to be seen, DeGrom's probably not going to pitch as much as they want him to. It's just some players, they just it's it's unfortunate because Tyler Glass now, a great talent. He's very talented. He's a good kid. Jacob DeGrom, good guy. But I just, you know, it, it's just like you're sinking millions of dollars into these players. I need you to perform. I need you to at least be able to walk onto the field and perform your duties as noticed in the contract. <laughs> I don't think it says you have to pitch so many innings, but I know what you mean. Uh, well, so uh, well, it was no, rumored. No, they do that. They put they put innings on them. They went. Well, to I know for like uh, I know for like certain pitchers that have had health issues, you do have to if you you get a bonus if you right. pitch this much. But uh, there were reports earlier this offseason that the uh, White Sox are looking to deal um, 
Dylan Cease and Lewis Robert for the right right package. And I know that they won uh, at the past trade deadline. They said that um, it would take an enormously large package to get those two players. I think it still would. And I know a lot of people want the Astros to go out there and do that. And I think there's some rumors earlier in the offseason that the Astros are still trying to do that. I mean, it would kill two birds with one stone if you uh, get another starting pitcher and get a center fielder uh, with uh, Robert's ability. I just don't know if the Astros have the uh, the package to. Well, get that I don't think you pass. have to package. I don't know why you. I mean, why do you have? They're not attached at the hip. They're not a one. I mean, oh, I know. it's not a both and. It's it's it could be either or. It could be either Dylan Cease or. Luis Robert. I mean, at the end of the day, I want Dylan Cease. I think Dylan Cease could absolutely thrive in this. I mean, can you imagine having him a a healthy Verlander, a a Framber Valdez who who is determined to come back and prove everybody wrong, right. and a Christian Javier who is teaming to continue to just be be better, and then a JP France and a Hunter Brown who still have a lot to prove. I mean, that right there, plus with Luis Garcia is going to come back. And all this stuff is said about Lance McCullers. I'm just frustrated that he's not on the field. When he comes back, we need Lance McCullers to be the 24 strikes in a row, Lance McCullers from 2017. Like, we need that version of Lance. When you have all those pitchers, you bring Dylan Cease in that, the Astros automatically get catapulted to the favorites next year to take the AL. I mean, sorry, Rangers, that would that would seal the deal for me with this lineup. And then you have Max Scherzer basically telling Shohei Itani, it's not about money, dude. Come to where you, you can win, and you can win a World Series with the Texas I love League. that. No, that was smart, dude. Scherz with the with the Mad Max with the with the common sense there. But, dude, he wants that $500 million contract. He, he cares about the money. Yeah. So um, I know that last year, if you look at what Dylan Cease did, he didn't have his best season. He still had 214 strikeouts and 177 innings pitch. His ERA was 4.58. But that White Sox team was a mess. It was the disaster of a team, uh, especially after Jose Abreu left. And he had some choice words uh, with the organization, not necessarily the team but just with the or the organization itself. And so I think what you're seeing is the White Sox are going through this um, rebuilding process. And oh, yeah. so they, they've they got some big uh, trade chips in um, Dylan Cease and Lewis Robert. So they're going to try to get the best pieces that they can for their, the, their mufflers. I'd go back to that old mining key uh, commercial. I thought we were doing a, I was looking for the ad read. I'm like, wait, are we doing <laughs> No, Are we do another auto parts read. No, I, I don't know why that came in my mind, but can you believe that Dylan Cease has only been in the league for five years? He's 43 and 35. He has a career 3.83 ERA. His highest uh, ERA in the season was his rookie year with a 5.79. His second highest was last year at 4.58. The rest of it was 4.01, 3.91, and 2022 was his best season at 2020. But at the same time, the most innings he's ever pitched is 184. He's dealt with injuries throughout his career as well. And so um, he's not necessarily uh, as safe of a bet as somebody like Aaron Nola is. Yeah, look, at the, at the end of the day, guys like Colin McHugh, 
are are not being re-signed by the Braves. I mean, you've got some budget arms that you could go out and get. I don't know the common cue. I guess he would be more of a relief pitcher option. If they need a number one starter, I just don't see how they're going to go get one. I mean, unless they're going to pay one that's a free agent. Unless they're going to pay someone that's a free agent, they're going to pay money. Someone mentioned Corbin Burns. Um, you know, there are people out there. Um, you saw Kyle Gibson went to the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Um, but well, what's funny, yeah. um, one of the uh, Phillies podcasts and who actually retweeted one of our shows um, earlier, just put a video of Kyle Gibson pitching for the Phillies, giving up four straight home runs to the Cardinals in Philadelphia. So um, I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, spin on a tweet there from those guys or an X or whatever we're calling it now. I, I just... I just don't know what Jim Crane's going to do. If Dana Brown can bring Jim Crane, say, look, this guy's going to push us over the limit, but this guy's also going to push us squarely back into the World Series, and we think he is the missing piece, I don't see why Jim Crane wouldn't wouldn't do that. Is there anybody that has one year left that maybe you get him one year, you know, you 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 max him out, and, of course, he right. goes on somewhere else, and that's that's really what we're looking at. But what about this Yamamoto guy? I mean, I would love Yamamoto. He's officially posted today at um, 8 a.m. This was on, uh, what to say, Tuesday. So he's officially available, and uh, teams have till, I want to say it's uh, December or January 1st to to officially try to sign him before he gets taken off the market. And so a lot of teams are expected to make a bid for him. And the team that makes the best bid for him basically gets his um, services. Then they can work out the contract from there. But um, they're basically bidding to basically buy them. And also they're trying to get him to want to play for them as well. So um, this is a guy that has a lot of stuff. And but some people are questioning whether he is a number one starter. He's a good pitcher, but is he good enough to be a number one starter? But with the Astros, you already have Farmer Valdez. You already have Justin Verlander. Uh, you have uh, J.P. France, who is emerging, not a ace, but he's a, at least a number three starter on this team. And you have a whole bunch of people coming back. So uh, do you really need to go all out there? Uh, if you're looking at free agents, Brett, I would say Sonny Gray and Jordan Montgomery would be top of my list because Jordan Montgomery did uh, some great things with the Rangers, and he's the team that was the Astros' kryptonite. And if it wasn't for him, the Astros could have gone to the World Series. But uh, the that's the guy I wanted at the trade deadline. Do you remember those shows mm-hmm. where I'm like, the Astros need to go get Jordan Montgomery? Forget everybody else. This is the guy they need to go get. Now, Someone was asking me, they were like, are we judging Jordan Montgomery on what he did in the postseason or what he can do over a full season and hopefully replicate what he did in the postseason? Like, are we, are we, are we, you know, are we putting this all on one or two games in the postseason? I'm like, I don't know. He looked pretty dominant to me. He looked pretty good down the stretch. I just think that his price tag is going to be a multi-year deal and it's going to price the Astros out, especially if you are having to look at extending Altuve, the possibility of extending Bregman, which it sounds like they're probably not going to get that deal done, um, extending Kyle Tucker. And let me just dispel this rumors. Look, someone that I know tweeted a picture that Kyle Tucker put of him in Tampa Bay walking on the beach with his back to the camera. It means absolutely nothing. Um, do not fall for that stuff. Michael Schwab was having fun with Astros Twitter. And I know Michael, sometimes he does this, um, but there's nothing to be read into 
every if you go to every Instagram post, you're going to think of players saying something cryptically. That's simply not the case. Of course, these players do things sometimes because they know people talk about them. I mean, that's how they stay relevant in the offseason. But Kyle Tucker just posted a picture of him. He's like just playing in the sand. And no, he wasn't in Galveston. If you thought that that sandy beach was Galveston, you obviously have not been to Galveston. It was clearly a Florida beach, but I digress. Um, I would love for us to explore the Japanese market, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's a hitter, because that's an area that the Astros haven't gone into really at all as 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 an organization. And we have a huge, I mean, we are such a diverse city. We've got massive populations that are from places like Japan, from Korea. And that would be huge for them because when Shoyotani comes to town, our stands fill up with people coming in town just to see Shohei Otani. And most of these people that I see in in our stadium, a lot of them are Japanese people. And, right. and I mean, he is, he is a hero to them as he should. I mean, it's just like if you're from the Dominican Republic and you see someone from the DR playing, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's just that pride. And I would love for Crane to dip into one of these Asian markets because I think the Astros are the team. I mean, we're in the midst of this great run why not bring someone in? I mean, Crane's going to be building this big facility. He's going to have the, all this fan interaction stuff. Bring in a big name. You're not going to sign Otani, but bring in one of these Japanese players. Why not? Why not sign Otani? I mean, well, yeah, I, I mean, I hey, yeah, hey, dude, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Positive, but the yeah. problem is, the problem is, you would seriously hamper the future of this franchise because he's going to take about 520 something million to sign him. Um, and hey, I'll tell you the same thing Scherzer told them. Hey, it's not about money. You come to Texas, it's tax free, baby. So take this salary and like take what you would get in Philadelphia and add about ten or fifteen million per year to it, and just come here for less because you you would lose it there in Philly anyway. So come hang out with us, Shohei. We'll 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 take you to Cobos Cube with us. How's that? All right. So um, I do not want y'all to start throwing stuff at Eric Heisman here, but. Oh. Um, so the Blue Jays are reportedly open to trading Alec Manoa. And this is a guy that had a great season. I thought you were going to say Boba Shed. No. And then last year, everything just fell apart and he got stuck in the, the minor leagues and things just didn't look very good for him. So he could be a buy low option where you can try to fix him, try to, like maybe put some new paint on him, maybe um, uh, give him a new uh, uh, muffler. I follow, <laughs> I follow this. What is up with, the, what are, you, are you trying to do a cryptic? Do you have a friend that has an auto part shop that you're yeah. not telling us about? He could, so I follow this guy. I can't remember his name on um, Instagram. He does wraps. Like I can sit down for like 30 minutes and watch a dude put wraps on vehicles. Uh-huh. I, I don't know why it's intriguing, but it absolutely blows my mind. Maybe you just get him a wrap, and maybe he doesn't look like Alec Manoa. Maybe he looks more like The Rock, you know? Just but, him like uh, Jordan Montgomery. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, Eric. I don't know. I, I saw, I believe it was um, one of the guys from 97.5 talked about trading Jake Myers for him. And I got in, and it was actually Mr. Mr. Branham, and we got into a back and forth. And he asked me, "Do you did you, did you hate Vernon Maxwell? I'm like, that has nothing to do with this. And so... We had this great back and forth conversation. Got some pretty, pretty heated people in there just randomly jumping in the conversation. But 
only if Alec Manoa could be fixed and only if Alec Manoa could return to all-star form. The problem I have with him, Eric, is he absolutely quit on his team. Right. That's why he quit on his team. But before that, he had 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 this, had some pretty, you know, stupid things to say about different players in Major League Baseball. And so, is he the right guy to bring into the clubhouse? If he can mentally stay focused, I mean, we already got a pitcher in Framber who really was up and down psychologically. Javier can crater at times. Do we need more? I'm just looking at the the big picture. If he can be healthy, if he can fix this crap mentally, if he return all star form, yes, why not bring him on? He could be great. But right. if he has any of those things in there, right. I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad idea, Eric. It's not a right. bad idea. Manoa is only 25. He entered uh, the season with career ERA of two, uh, 2.60 through 308 innings, but he struck, he struggled this year with a 5.87 ERA. Somebody put in the chat that the Astros sit him down to the minor leagues. Yes. The Astros pounded him in that one game, uh, <laughs> but he's under team control through the 2027 season. So what if the Astros said, Hey, Blue Jays, do you want Jake Myers? And we'll take Alec Manoa. How about Jake Myers, Alex Bregman? Listen, hold on. Jake Myers, Alex Bregman, and JP France for Boba Shett and Alec Manoa. Don't, don't, don't you don't you don't you replace your third baseman with uh you can put Boba Shett at third? Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, that's the only way something like that would work. You would have to, you know, but I don't know. I mean, look. And the reason why I bring up Boba Shett is because it's it's out there that the Cubs are talking to the Blue Jays about right. getting Boba Shett in a trade. And so it's going to be quite a haul. It's it's going to take a lot more than what I mentioned to get oh, Boba Shett. Um, but if you're not going to re-sign Alex Bregman, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, and guys- goes, Shalanda goes, I mean, Brett. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I want to trade Alex. I love Alex Bregman. I want him to be an Astro the rest of his life. I just I've got to go with the reports and what and what and yeah. I'm trying to read the room. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know if I even want Alex Alec Manoa. But oh, uh, here's what I'm saying: Dana Brown said he may have to be creative. That's, that's as freaking creative as you can get. <laughs> I mean, that's very creative. I mean, he's only 25. I mean, you know who else was uh, 25 when they struggled? Brian Abreu. Brian Abreu, maybe he was a little bit younger, but he struggled and he was able to be fixed. And I know that Manoa had a little bit more success before Brian did, but uh, Abreu did. But I, I think that the Astros of any team with their analytics and everything that they have, and he doesn't have to go through customs every time he uh, they go um, they go home. I think that would be a lot better for Manoa. But um, do I say I want him? No, but that's just a way to be creative. And that's one of the things that we're thankful for on this podcast is we have the ability during the offseason to say um, what we're thankful for. And, Brett, I'm thankful for you um, and uh, you coming on for Locked on Astros podcast. I'm thankful for all our listeners for making us your daily listen. And I'm thankful for the Astros. I mean, this is our team that we've rooted for since we are, we've been kids. And uh, it's, it's not, it's more than just a passion, a uh, just something that we do in our spare time. Uh, this is a, this is just what we love to do. Uh, yeah. Any um, things you're thankful for real quick, Brett? 
Yes, I'm thankful for the corporate sponsorship of waste management and the trash cans that we've been able to utilize to help win World Series. Um, I'm thankful for, no, I'm thankful to the Dodgers for trading us Jordan Alvarez. Thank you very much. Um, I'm thankful for, um, I'm thankful for Kyle Schwarber's bunt attempt in game six of the World Series. I'm thankful for Chas McCormick's catch on the wall. It was amazing. I'm still, I still love that. I'm thankful for Oz Ocampo taking a, taking a chance on Jose Altuve. Um, I'm thankful for the scout that talked the Astros into going and watch Framber Valdez under like a card lit field baseball field and sign him to a deal. And I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, um, Justin Verlander. Um, coming to the light side and becoming one of us and hopefully ending his career um, here as an Astro. But dude, thankful seriously for you bringing me on four years ago. This next year will be my fifth season. Next year will be your sixth season. And Eric, I'm thankful for our listeners and our followers because you guys come in every single day. You follow us, you comment, you watch us, you listen to us. And when we meet you in public, you tell us how much you enjoy the show. And that for the most part, is what keeps us going. And I'm telling you, there's not a better gig. I don't think there's a better fan base or viewing base or listening base in the Locked On Network than the Locked On Astros listeners. I mean, you guys are top-notch. Thank you all so much. I will be announcing, I will be doing another um, Jordan Alvarez Funko Pop giveaway. And then we, after that, after Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'll be giving away some Astros cards so thank you all so much for making this. I'm, of course, thankful for my family, thankful for my faith and my Lord and Savior, because without him, I wouldn't have any of this. He makes it all possible. But you guys are the real MVPs. Thank you so much. God bless you. And may you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be thankful for what you have and be a blessing to someone this week. I'm Ace Town Wheelhouse. He's Eric Heisman. This is Locked on Astros podcast. And we are your team every single day. Tell them, Eric. Go Strohs. And we'll see you tomorrow. Gobble, gobble.